In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed feast to all of you. What a joy to be able to celebrate our patronal feast, the feast of the Apostle and Evangelist John the Theologian on a Sunday. It's a, an unusual occurrence for it to happen on a Sunday every five, six, seven years or so. Uh, but when it does, it allows us to be able to celebrate the feast with as much pomp and as much festivity as we can possibly muster. And because every other Orthodox church in the world is celebrating the Divine Liturgy today, it's as if the entire world is celebrating our feast with us. And what a great joy that really is. Now, joy. Joy was the word that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. And last week I mentioned the word community and asking God to protect our community. And this morning as we celebrate the great feast of our uh, heavenly patron, the word that I want to, to use today is fear. Now, that seems like a downer, doesn't it, <laughs> for our feast day? Fear, fear. But if I were to ask you what the prevailing feeling or the prevailing emotion is in our world, likely you would say fear. Perhaps you would say stress or anxiety or something like that. But in reality, all of that is based on that feeling, that emotion of fear. And in fact, our own community with the shooting that occurred in Collierville this, this past week, fear hit pretty close to home this week with our general community of Shelby County and then with different things that are going on in our own community of believers. Fear, perhaps, is even the overarching emotion and feeling that all of us have as well. And I am thankful that I can stand in front of you and use that word fear on this day, on the feast of our patron, the apostle and evangelist John, because St. John has the antidote. He knows exactly how to cast out fear, and you heard it. If you'll look in your yellow sheet there at the epistle, towards the very end of the epistle reading this morning, it says, There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. Now sometimes that word punishment, the one that we read this morning actually said, um, fear has to do with torments, the things that torment us, the situation that is around us that we are fearful and afraid of. And so... John gives us the answer. Perfect love casts out fear. Now I know, speaking just for myself and perhaps for all of you as well, I know that I don't have that perfect love because I still feel fear. And so thankfully, even in this very short passage that we have in our epistle reading, St. John, uh, in himself, in, the, in all of the works that he wrote, helps us to be able to know how to cast out fear and how to instead instill in ourselves and help to cultivate not just love, but perfect love. The perfect love that casts out all fear. And there are two things that I think he tells us that we have got to do in order to cast out fear. And the first one is in the sentence right after the one that I just read. It says, we love 
because he first loved us. And of course, that he is talking about God. God loves us. And I know that that's perhaps the most basic thing that is said to you and that you hear from this spot um, throughout the year. But how much do we actually remember it when the going gets tough? We all need extraordinary reminders about how much God truly does love us. And I feel like that's perhaps one of the great missions of our heavenly patron. John wanted to instill the fact that God loves his creation, that God loves each and every one of us in every single word that he wrote. And in fact, you even get that by how he addresses himself, how he calls himself in the gospel. When you look at the Gospel of John, although it's written by John and we know that it's written by John and he places himself there, he never says his name. And he never says, I was the one who reclined on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper. He doesn't say that. Instead, he says, he calls himself the beloved disciple. Or in the Gospel that we just heard, where he is standing at the cross, it simply says, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And now that's not to say that Jesus didn't love all of the rest of the disciples. He absolutely did. But John is intending to really make it clear that he knew, he knows even today, the great love of God. So much so that he could, without any hesitation, call himself the disciple whom Jesus loved or the beloved disciple. And in that, John really does become fearless. If you read the Synexarian of the the church from today, you'll hear about how he went to Rome and he was uh, tortured, and he was exiled on Patmos, no fear. But perhaps the greatest example of John's fearlessness is in those moments of the time leading up to the crucifixion. Because of the crucifixion of Christ, John was the one who took Peter into the courtyard of the high priest. John was fearless. Peter was not. Peter denied our Lord three times and left. John was fearless because he knew that God loved him. And he went even to the foot of the cross. And there at the foot of the cross, when everyone else had left, as we heard in the gospel this morning, was only John and our Lord's mother. Mary and the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it was there in his fearlessness that John was able to behold and see the greatest act of God that ever happened. The crucifixion, the sacrificial death of our Lord, which in and of itself destroyed the power of anything that we should have any fear over. And so in his fearlessness, he was even confirmed in feeling and knowing and understanding the great love of God. And so the first thing that we need to do, especially when we forget the great love of God, is to do everything we can to be reminded of it. And the best place for you and anyone to be reminded of the great love of God is to be exactly where you are sitting today. In the worship of the church, in the divine liturgy. Because here, in the worship of the church, we see the great love of God in the iconography. We see the work of our salvation. We see the saints who themselves loved God and lived the life of righteousness and were rewarded with a place in the heavenly kingdom. We hear the love of God in the hymnography of the church. 
one of the most common phrases that is used in the church is calling God the lover of mankind. We call him that perhaps more than we we give him any other title. He is the lover of mankind. We hear that. And we hear that in the hymnography and the joy that we can feel when we sing things like Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in the tombs bestowing life. We hear it. We hear the love of God. We even smell the love of God. How many of you can, can walk into any place and you smell incense and you feel like God is there? Because you've been attuned to it here. You know that even the incense, the smell of this place, triggers us to knowing and understanding we are in a place where God dwells. We touch the love of God by venerating the icons in the church and the relics, and by even making the sign of the cross ourselves. Because by doing that and touching ourselves with our hands as we make the sign of the cross, we are ensuring that the cross is not just some sort of theoretical thing that happened, but it is a thing that touches me every single day of my life. We touch the love of God. And of course, we taste the love of God. We taste the love of God by partaking of the Eucharist because it is the medicine of immortality. It is the, uh, the thing that we can put into ourselves that has life within itself. And so here in the worship of the church, we are given the, the, the surety The certainty that God loves us. And so when we are out there and we have fear, the first thing that we need to do is to come here. Is to surround ourselves with this so that we can know that God loves us. And when we know that God loves us, we then love him back. And Christ says to the disciples in the Gospel of John, if you love me, follow my commandments. And so we live a life of virtue. We follow the commandments of Christ. And at the same time that he says, if you love me, follow my commandments, he says, a new commandment I give to you. And that's the second thing that John gives us to know, to get that perfected love that we need to cast out fear. Going back to the epistle reading, it says here in the first line there. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. We know that God loves us, we love him, and we love others, and therefore we have that perfect love. It takes that perfect love to really drive out fear, and it really truly starts with remembering that God loves us. And if we remember that, then we are able to love God and to love one another. And in fact, that might even be just the simplest thing that John ever said. The last words, today we we remember specifically his repose. And the last words that he offered to those uh, of his followers before he died was, Little children, love one another. Love one another. Fear. Fear brings about division. Fear brings about suspicion. Fear brings about darkness. Fear brings about all of the things that we want to have expelled from our world. And fear even seduces us to think that the way to stop fear is to get rid of the thing that we are afraid of. But that's not what we are taught as Christians. Perfect love is what casts out fear. We might 
seclude ourselves, separate ourselves away from everything that is fearful. We might hope for the destruction of some people so that we might not be afraid of them any longer, but I promise you once that happens, you'll find something else to be afraid of. Perfect love casts out all fear. And fear has gripped our world. So here's the challenge. Today we are celebrating the the feast day of our patron. We call ourselves St. John Orthodox Church. Well, if John is telling our world that perfect love casts out fear, guess what our job is? To show that to the world. If we are to truly be St. John Orthodox Church, the only way that we can live up to that name is if we live and attempt to cultivate and have that perfect love that drives out fear. Because if we don't do that, then we're just adding to the darkness. We don't have joy, we don't have real community. And so the challenge for us as we celebrate our heavenly patron is to ask for his prayers and say, John, you did this. Help me to remember that I am a beloved Help me to remember that I am one, the disciple whom Jesus loved as well. And then in doing so, John, pray for me and help me that I might be fearless like you, that I might put myself into places to remember the love of God. And John, pray for us that we can then show the knowledge of God's love for us by loving God back and loving our neighbor. And there... We will cast out fear, maybe not from the rest of the world, because there will always likely be fear until our Lord comes again and destroys it uh, finally. But even here, in the little places where we touch, perfect love will cast out fear. May the prayers of our heavenly patron, the apostle and evangelist John the theologian, help us to be able to put his name on us, as St. John Orthodox Church, and be the example that drives fear out of this world by the immense love of God that we know and that we then show. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.